Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. I'm pumped today. I mean, the Hawkeyes are 2-0, and and that's all we could ask for at this point in the season. Coming off a win against the in-state rivals, the Iowa State Cyclones, and the Hawkeyes have now won six in a row at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, Iowa. Maybe we need to start calling Jack Trice Kinnick West. I don't know. I mean, it's not that far west, but hey. The Hawkeyes seem to own that place. Iowa State fans keep going there year after year to watch or, you know, every, every two years, but they haven't seen a victory by the Cyclones since 2011. That was that three-overtime game, 44-41, to 41, that the Hawkeyes dropped there. So pretty interesting to think about that. And this game didn't start off that good. I mean, that first drive by Iowa State, I'm thinking, holy cow, I did not, I did not expect this. But... You kind of go back and think about Phil Parker's defense and what you oftentimes see, and that is they seem to play, the defense seems to play conservatively at the start of the game, kind of see what the offense has, and they oftentimes do give up an early drive like that, uh, either a, a touchdown drive or more than a touchdown drive, typically just a field goal, or maybe the, the other team gets past midfield before the Hawkeyes stop them. But Logan Lee saved the day there with the block of the field goal, the big 6'5", 290-pound senior that we're going to be seeing in an NFL uniform next year. And, you know, special teams advantage Iowa there, you know, blocking the field goal. Iowa State under Matt Campbell, they finally hired a special teams coordinator, and they do seem better, but this was a huge play in that game. And the Hawkeyes... I mean, the Hawkeyes started rolling early on. Seven-play, 70-yard drive with the field goal, and Jazz Patterson, oh, my goodness. he That 59-yard run all the way to the Iowa State 12-yard line, I just wanted him to take it to the house so bad. I was worried about, you know, not being able to stick it into the end zone from there. But Drew Stevens, 28-yard field goal was good. And then the Hawkeyes go on an eight-play, 80-yard drive on their next possession, take it all the way in. And Jazz Patterson, again, it was the same play that he busted out for 59 yards. This time, instead of going to the left, they took it to the right side, four yards for a touchdown. Drew Stevens' kick is good, and the Hawkeyes were up 10 to nothing and feeling pretty good at this point. Now, unfortunately, the Hawkeyes went into their little funk there of punt, punt, and then the interception. But that... You know, the interception was down the field a ways and just an egregious no call by the officials. The announcer, Brock, the announcers kept saying that they're calling it the same both ways, but the Hawkeye players do not grab the front of the shoulder pad and pull the wide receiver, Nico Ragaini, down to the ground and then pick off the ball. How they let that go, there was another one later that was really bad too. I mean, there was a little bit of hand play between the wide receiver and the def- defender for the Hawkeyes here and there, but they weren't pulling on guys' uniforms or their shoulder pads and, and holding and pulling them down. That It was just ridiculous. And here, here you look at social media, and Iowa State fans are complaining about the referees in this game, and they got the advantage of so many calls, and they're saying, Iowa didn't have any penalties. Well, Iowa did have a penalty, and Iowa State declined it. It was a holding call. And 
and Iowa State only had two. So they can't be blaming this game on officials. That, that's just crazy. But, hey, the Hawkeyes went in 17-3 to at halftime. They gave up that field goal at you know kind of late in the second quarter. I'm feeling pretty good at this point. And then the Hawkeyes drive down again, just unfortunately couldn't punch it in the end zone. What a, a just a, a strange play um, where the Hawkeyes, two players just ran into each other, two tight ends. And I've never, I don't know, you don't see that at this level very, but again, second game of the season, they're going to watch film, they're going to figure it out. I think Cade McNamara was just, just chomping at the bit. He could see that it was going to be a wide open touchdown and the two tight ends run into each other. So they ended up having to get three again. Thank you, Drew Stevens, 34-yard field goal, 20-3. to Still feeling good, but 24-3 to would have felt really good at that point. Game over pretty much. And then the Hawkeyes just kind of, kind of go into their, let's try to just run out the clock. Luckily, Iowa State did a great job of running out the clock. They went on a 14-play, 80-yard drive that was all of seven minutes. Now, they did get a touchdown, and yeah, I, I was a little frustrated with the touchdown and not frustrated with Deshaun Lee. He had good coverage, but I was, it was a fourth and nine, and I get it. The Hawkeyes did send a lot of guys in, and, and I like that they're trying to pressure that young quarterback into a mistake. But I felt like Deshaun Lee shouldn't have been on an island out there with a, a bigger wide receiver and, and should have had some sort of safety help rotating in to help help knock that ball down. But he had pretty good coverage there. He just couldn't couldn't quite get up enough to, to knock the ball away. That would have been awesome if he did. But that made it scary. And then the Hawkeyes, of course, three plays, nine yards, and then have to punt. And here comes Iowa State. But, man, the Hawkeyes... It was quite a quite a play, uh, handoff on fourth and one to Cartevius Norton, and it was a loss of two yards. Credit Ethan Herkett and Sebastian Castro for breaking through the line, dropping Norton for a two-yard loss, and the Cyhawk Trophy goes back to Iowa City, where it has spent so much time over the last 30, 40 years. It's just been amazing, and... Matt Campbell, just one win and seven tries in this series. Kirk Ferris really has had his number. Last year's game was just crazy. And I I wasn't aware that the Iowa State players hung around and taunted uh, the Iowa players as they were going into the locker room last year. I saw some some video and, and, and photos of that here last night. I just was shocked. I mean, I was out of that stadium well before any of that was going on last year. But, man, just classless. And I, I love how the Hawkeyes, you know, they kind of mirror the, their coach as far as having the classiness and, and just going over and getting the trophy, going over to the fans to celebrate for a little bit and heading into the locker room, not taunting their players or, or stooping to that level. Just unbelievable. But, hey, that's, that's how this team is. That's how this coaching staff is, and, and, and I really appreciate that. Man, if you look at first downs, the Hawkeyes with just nine first downs in this game, five of 14, third down efficiency. They had some that they just didn't capitalize on, but Iowa State, 19 first downs, seven of 18 on third down conversions, one of two on fourth down, the big stop that I just talked about on fourth down. It was awesome. 
And Iowa State ended up with 290 total yards. Uh, Iowa just 235. Hawkeyes had 123 yards passing. Iowa State 203. And, you know, the interception, I didn't even talk about that in the first half, but Sebastian Castro, the way he was just looking at the quarterback, Beck, and watching his eyes. And that's what Phil Parker's secondary does so well. They're watching the quarterback, watching the quarterback, reading him, and he just jumped on that ball and took it to the house. That was so much fun. The Hawkeyes, though, 112 yards rushing to just 87 for Iowa State. And Iowa State had 31 rushing attempts, 2.8 yards per carry. The Hawkeyes, 29 rushing attempts, so pretty equal in the rushing attempts. But the Hawkeyes, 3.9 yards per rush. That was big. Both teams with a turnover. The Hawkeyes' turnover was down the field. It should have been a flag. It wasn't called. And 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 the really costly turnover by the Cyclones led to the touchdown for the Hawkeyes. And, boy, you know, Cade McNamara did not have his best game. He was 12 of 22, 123 yards, and he missed on a couple of plays. I mean, there was one to Luke Lachey that if he would have hit that, it would have been a huge play. Um, people are saying that, that the defender grabbed Lachey out of his break, and if he wouldn't have grabbed him, that the pass would have been perfect. But, of course, no call there. And then, boy, did he miss Seth Anderson. It would have been a 91-yard touchdown. It was just a, a beautiful move by Seth Anderson, just like he did the prior week for the touchdown. And, and he was wide open. He completely schooled the defender. He was wide open, and McNamara overthrew him. Just kind of just did not put enough air under the ball, didn't, didn't uh, let him run under it and go get it. I, I don't know. He, I, he would love to have that one back, I'm sure. That was kind of crazy. But, hey, McNamara has not been able to practice all that much with this team. You know, he he's had, in the spring, he was rehabbing. And then he got the quad injury, and he had to sit out a couple of weeks for that. And so he's just going to keep getting better and better as the season goes on. But, I mean, he's a quarterback, and I'm, I'm really pumped to have him as the Hawkeye quarterback. I'm also pumped to have Jazzy and Patterson as a running back. He had 10 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown. He had the 59-yarder. And this kid hits the hole hard, and he hits the hole fast. Caleb Johnson had 15 carries, just 28 yards, a 1.9 yard per carry average. 11 yards was his longest, and I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on there. You know, he's not, he hasn't had great holes, but I also just can't really think of a time that he's made a guy miss or he's run through a tackle. You know, he's juked a guy or or just run through a tackle. So I'm not sure what's going on there. I think he's a great running back. I think he's going to get it going. This is only game two. So, and and seeing what Jazz did, hopefully he's going to get him jazzed up a little bit to, to, to work on his game. And then LaShawn Williams, I, I thought it was strange. It seemed like he didn't play in the first half. And then all of a sudden he was in there at the start of the second half. So not sure what was going on there. Luke Lachey, of course, the leading receiver, the you know, and, and Eric All, both with three receptions. Lachey with 58 yards, uh, All with 32 yards. Seth Anderson had just a beautiful catch. I mean, fingertips. He 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 leaped in the air and 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 snagged it. Uh, one catch for 14 yards. Nico had a couple of catches. Deontay Vines had his first catch of the year, and 
So thankfully, they started getting the wide receivers, you know, in the game in that second half. But they really need to get these wide receivers more touches, you know, as the season goes on. Hayden Large had a catch, and and on the one on that play where the two tight ends ran together, Hayden Large had run a little pattern out in the flat, and if if McNamara would have just seen him and dumped down to him, he might have gone to the end zone. That was just oh, that was just a play he wanted back so bad. On defense, it was Cooper to Gene with ten tackles, Deshaun Lee with nine, and it's going to be great having Jamari Harris back next week. But I like what Deshaun Lee has done out there. He's proven that he belongs in the Big Ten, and now with Jamari Harris back, they're going to both get to play against Western Michigan. That's going to be fun to see, and and great to have some some depth at the cornerback position. Nick Jackson, the transfer from Virginia, nine tackles. Jay Higgins with seven, Quinn Schulte with six, and then Herquette five. Kyler Fisher, Joe Evans with five. Joe Evans was all over, all over, just pressuring the quarterback, knocking down passes. He had one heck of a game going back to his hometown of Ames, Iowa. And I love it. An Ames kid walks on at Iowa to be a Hawkeye, ends up being a superstar. So that has been a lot of fun. Well, Iowa State, you look at Rocco Beck, 23 of 44, 203 yards. Not great from a completion percentage. He did have a lot of guys dropping passes at Joel Noel. Dropped probably three passes, and he did have a touchdown. It was a nice pass, but that pick six, the interception that Sebastian Castro took in for the score, that was just a really costly play for them. As far as running the ball, Cartevius Norton, 21 carries, 59 yards. It's a 2.8-yard average. Abu Sama had eight carries for 24 yards. He didn't play much late. It's, I don't know if he got hurt. Uh, he took some big hits. And but I'm not sure. And you know they had some receivers that really stepped up in this game. Uh, Higgins with 95 yards and a touchdown, eight catches. And Noel, even though he had those drops I talked about, I think Higgins did too. But uh, Noel had eight catches for 50 yards and a couple of good tight ends. That that uh, Benjamin Bramer, uh, the freshman that was committed to Nebraska, ended up flipping to Iowa State after they got the new coach. He looked good out there, 6'7", just a really long guy. Well, the Hawkeyes got the win, and I listened to the, the post-game pressers, and, you know, again, I just I just really love listening to Kirk Ferentz and, and hear him crediting his opponent and stuff. And, and Matt Campbell wasn't bad, but, man, I, I, when did Matt Campbell morph into P.J. Fleck? He talked about the elite development they had from game one to game two Uh, last week he was talking about how his players have elite belief in the quarterback room so he's he's borrowing this elite stuff and just the kind of the cadence of the way he talked it seems like he's trying to be pj fleck and then i don't know when he he got to have such a deep voice he didn't used to have a deep voice like that. If you look at his you know, presser when he was introduced as the Iowa State coach, he had kind of a normal voice, and now he seems like the guy that was that should be singing the song Elvira by the Oak Ridge Boys. But anyway, huge win for the Hawkeyes. I mean, to go to up two and zero on the season, you have Western Michigan coming into town next week, and and the Hawkeyes will hopefully get to play a lot of guys, look at film, get guys rested up too. You know, Cade McNamara hopefully hopefully playing 
maybe just one half in that game next week. But Western Michigan is coming to Kinnick Stadium on Saturday, and they just got crushed last weekend, 48-7 to to Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse scored 45 of that 48 points in the first half, 17 in the first quarter, 28 in the second quarter. Western Michigan scored a touchdown in the first quarter, then nothing else. Syracuse put up 500 yards in the game, 340 yards passing, 150 rushing. Western Michigan with just over 300 total yards, 220 passing, less than 100 rushing. So this should be a game that the Hawkeyes get to play a lot of guys. Cade McNamara plays maybe the first half and then take him out and get the other guys some action and and try to get the ball to the wide receivers, try to do some things that they've really been working on. Hey, I like what this offensive line has been doing. They're getting better and better. In both games, they were good at, at pass protection. They're starting to look better in the run game as well. And it looks like you know, they're really mixing up the run and doing some things that, that, that this offensive line, you know, they're better at blocking. So I'm, I'm getting excited about this season. Uh, the Hawkeyes are 2-0. and They're going to be 3-0 and after this weekend. Then it's the, the road game at Penn State, which is not going to be easy. You look at the, the Big Ten West, and Nebraska lost to Colorado. Wisconsin lost to Washington State. Northwestern kind of shocker got a, got a win, but the Hawkeyes should be able to just keep getting better, keep working on things, and with the schedule they have, Illinois lost too to Kansas. I mean, Kansas just racked up a ton of yards on Illinois, so maybe their defense isn't going to be so good this year. And I really like Iowa's chances getting to that Big Ten championship game. Just keep working, guys, and, and I think they can do it. Hey. It is the Hawkeye State, and Iowa did it again, beat Iowa State in football, something we've, we've grown really accustomed to and, and, and really enjoy it. So let's all enjoy this one, and until next week, go Hawks! Mm-hmm.